Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Welcome to Pili, Raul, and La Musica, supported by United Airlines, Sure Microphones, and Jack Daniels. For more information, follow us at Pili, Raul, and La Musica. How do you introduce a band such as the Santa Cecilia band that originated right here in Los Angeles, a band that we've been following for a very long time, who started in 2007? It's been about 12 years now, yeah. right? Uh-huh. A band that <laughs> mixes so many genres to come up with their own extremely unique sound. They're Grammy Award winners, and <laughs> they've collaborated with Elvis Costello, with Bumburi, Mon Laferte, just to name a few. So we're truly in the presence of music geniuses. La Santa Cecilia. Thank you. Que te tomas. Que te tomas. Tráiganle otra la negra, por favor. Come on, tell me you've never been called a music genius. Jack Daniels for everyone. All drinks on Pili, everybody. So, seven albums. Congratulations. This is the seventh? Seven? Already? Already. Oh, my God. Ya perdimos la cuenta. Yeah. No, I mean, man, what a blessing, you know, to be able to create music for 12 years, no? Going on 13 years and to be able to record, to be recording artists and, and, and to share our music, our ideas, our stories. We're happy, man. Y lo que falta. Y lo que falta. Y lo que falta, <laughs> so, so the first introduction for me with you, a very prominent L.A. house music DJ, passed me your music and said, you got to check out this voice and these musicians. And I'm all like, wow, and you're into this kind of vibe. He goes, oh, well, good music is good music, mm-hmm. and it transcends across. So now you guys are just on top of the I world. I remember that, actually, when you started playing Jack. I Jack? think it was, yeah, yeah. after our first Jack uh, and La Negra, EP, yeah. yeah. It was like a little demo that we had hand-painted and stuff. And, exactly. And it's, a, it's a CDR that was passed on to me yeah, that someone, has like scribbles on it. Someone sent us a message like on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, they played you on KCRW. And I was like, whoa, crazy. We were yeah, it was uh, oh, yeah. Jerry Meraz, who's the producer of the Power Tools show, which is an after-hours mix show on Power 106. Oh, yeah, and he's yeah. all like, oh, you got to check out this crew called La Santa Cecilia. You know, sure, and probably. back then, I think you guys might might have still been busking right there on Olvera okay. Street and all that kind of stuff. So I guess give us a little background when it all started for you guys. Pues La Santa Cecilia started, yeah, like 12 years ago. We were all, we were all playing music and bands and, you know, Pepe and I have known each other since we were teenagers. Entonces, we were already playing boleros and a lot of traditional music, tocando en bodas, en velorios, en quinceañeras. Y El Oso y Alex también, ¿no? Tocaban en grupos de salsa and did all those gigs. So we were all, thankfully and luckily, already working uh, in music. Um, but... I, I know that I felt that I, I wanted to write songs. I wanted to to not just be like the background music f- 
for a party, but to like give a show, you know, and to talk about things that I felt inside. And um, and I would tell that to also, and I would sing songs to also that he would like bear with me. Me aguantaba, you know, hey, tengo esta canción, no se escucha. Y también Pepe. But we decided that we wanted to make a band and that we wanted to to create a band where we could experiment, where we could songwrite, and where we could, you know, just go somewhere else, you know, and travel and play. We, we, uh, we were friends, we hung out with each other already, and we just wanted to create something, something out of, out of our friendship, out of writing, and, and, uh, and we, we just started, no? It took time, though, man. It was, yeah. we were, like, trying since, like, 2004 four or five and we would i would bring musician friends of mine from school or whatever i went to cal city la that's where i met alex and uh they're like oh yeah she has a great voice so are you are you down nah i don't, nah, I don't think so you know it's like <laughs> it just went like back and forth forever and then I, and then marisol was like hey man i know these brothers and they play with me at, at placita and stuff and then that's how we met pepe we did a show at the house of blues uh-huh. where we rehearsed like two weeks for 20 playing minutes boleros. yeah playing boleros and stuff it was just us it was three or four of us on stage mm-hmm. with playing boleros at the house of blues it was just it was wow. pretty funny yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a that's a nice way to start yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and you know what it's it it, it came about because it, you know being a musician in, in the city it's easy like you know you want to work you want to get the gigs you want to get paid you got to pay the rent and stuff so it's not that easy to find musicians that are that are willing to invest their time and and their time in in rehearsing their time in songwriting their time in doing gigs that are for to promote yourself you know what i mean like like we we yeah like not every musician wants to just do free gigs or play fundraisers and really invest their time in something that'll be like original and and uh, i'm very i feel like blessed that que nos encontramos and that we were all like all right dude let's do this tuesdays and thursdays we're rehearsing on the weekends we're gigging and uh and if we can make this, you know, like a, a fundraiser or whatever, we would, and 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 uh, and and we did. So I'm like, I'm happy that we were able to like see it, see it through, and and really make something out of uh, out of nothing. I feel, you know. Well, and nobody necessarily understands your vision, you know. No, nobody might get your idea at that moment. Now they're like, oh my god, I wish I would have been part of that band. Look where I would be now. But back then, maybe they were like. That's not the type of music that I want to play. Yeah, you know? it's yeah, it's hard, and 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 maybe you know some of we started with other bandmates, and 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 as you go, and and like the 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 the, the gigs get farther, or touring, or 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 the money gets tough. It, it it really shows who's really gonna stay and see this through and see this baby through, and and uh, thankfully it's been it's been us for you know since twelve years ago, and y, y aquí estamos, you know, y siempre unidos, que es lo que Man, what I'm so grateful for, de que somos familia y nos peleamos como hermanos, pero luego nos contentamos y seguimos en, en las andadas, you know? Yeah. Do you guys remember any of those first songs that you would sing for Oso? Are they, were they any good? Yeah, one of yeah, them was, was like a, La Negra. Like the beginning of Chicle. Oh, Chicle. That we later yeah. changed and, and, and uh, Jack was one of those first songs that... that Oh, that we would, I would get stuck, yeah, yeah. so I would like write like over two chords and write the the, the beginning or or the chorus, and then I would be stuck. You had like a little shitty keyboard. Remember the like the yeah. Casio one or something. Uh, but you know what? Uh, but you know what? We were working at this radio station, 
And I still remember Marisol coming in. We were, it was the three of us, my brother and Marisol, and we were doing this uh, on air. What, what would you call it? Like, de regreso a casa. We would do this radio station, this radio show where we would sing the news and tell the news. And the host, uh, El Chubidu, would write over the songs. El, yeah, he's a, he's a radio host de aquí de Los Angeles. I'm sure muchos lo conocen o lo han escuchado. And, uh, and he would take off the songs of like El Aventurero or like traditional songs, put the news in. And then every morning we'd come and learn these songs and learn the new lyrics and sing them for three hours on air. So we were doing three hours on the air, the weekend gigs, and then I still wanted us to write songs. <laughs> For gratis. <laughs> For free. Yeah. But, but you know what? Uh, uh, now that I think about it and, and going back to, 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 to these times, La Negra, that was one of the first songs that I, I, I remember Marisol showing us that she, it was up in the air and everything, right? <laughs> Hey, but they I, were the strong two chords. No, but I, I, I still, strong. yeah, it was D minor. A, a minor and D minor. <laughs> D minor, yeah, that's his favorite chord. It, uh, <laughs> it had something different, like from a traditional cumbia. And now going back at it and like playing it, 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 it is a little different, you know, and it is a LA, kind of an LA sound or something. But it took us a while to understand it because, him and because brother, you were learning yeah. how to play the accordion and how to play cumbias in that time, right? Like, <laughs> no, but they were him and his brother were very like to themselves, so like you couldn't get anything past them. So you'd be like, "Hey, uh, hey, Pepe, this and that," and then him and his brother would console each other. We say no. Yeah, exactly. It was so funny. It was the funniest shit ever, man. And that's how they would do everything, you know. So Marisol would always be like, "Hey guys, this song, this song," and they'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, okay, let's, you know, let's do the work, and then we'll worry about your little song afterwards." <laughs> but thankfully, one day we invested our time in doing the songs, and and we started, and Pepe started playing the accordion, his brother Beto started playing the bass. He wasn't a bass player, and we started making La Santa Cecilia and working on these songs, you know, on our free time, and and yeah, and that's how it just kind of you know, turned into La Santa Cecilia after all these years. When was the time that you realized that you were getting bigger, that you were actually La Santa Cecilia, the band? Still hasn't happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we're like I, I remember like seeing you guys at La Cita. But then now we're seeing you at the Hollywood Bowl and all over the world. No, Come yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're playing at festivals. <laughs> yeah, things yeah. are Hollywood happening. Bowl. Yes. Pero I, I, I feel like de todas maneras, like, okay, there is moments, but I feel like we always in this band always kind of remember to take the blessings and take the moments that we get and then and then los tenemos que dejar para seguir adelante mm -hmm. like to keep like you know we're still hungry for so much more and to take our music to so many other places so i feel like in a sense we always think like we haven't made it yet pero beautiful moments of like feeling like you did make it are moments like la cita like when we played la cita and then we started noticing that people were like making a line outside to come to mucho wednesdays on a wednesday night like tonight you know to come see la santa cecilia you know do their thing so definitely those those nights at la cita really showed us that like i think i think there's a place for us and i think that there's people that feel the same way as us that love traditional music that love rock and roll that love alternative music that love pop that love rancheras and and we found those people no nos conectamos y encontramos a esa gente and and those shows at la cita are like unforgettable and you can see some of them on youtube 
Oh, yeah. Um, Jam-packed house. You know, Everybody's sweaty in there. I and having a good time just dancing. Sometimes. Marisol crowd surfing. Yeah, man. There's an awesome photo. Like Oh, your feet are on the, the ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kicking all the little Christmas lights down. If you know I the love La Cita, it. you know, that's I love all those the little days. lights at the bar. That was really exciting. So that was, La Cita is one of those moments where we were like, oh, shit, I think, like, we're onto something here, you know? Well, and it's great to hear that the hustle is still, like, burning, you know, that I you will. guys are constantly pushing forward. I mean, let's talk about this new album real quick, just because it, it's it's a little bit of a different direction, and you guys are going, like, in, maybe into different genres, you know, not just the boleros, not just the cumbias, but just really, like, taking it to a new sound or the new evolution of La Santa Cecilia. Yeah. I mean, in, in this album, like it's self-titled, it's called La Santa Cecilia because we've never had a self-titled album. Siempre ha sido como... And, it, and it's been very much like what we write as, as a band is, is very much uh, influenced and inspired by life, no? Nos inspira la vida, lo que, lo que estamos pasando. So, you know, like we did 30 Días and 30 Días was about living our dreams but still like freaking out about every month about paying the rent you know and you know like every album has a, a the title has something to do with us with our life and i feel like this one was we just wanted to be like this is who we are right now this is what we've gone through we've gone through some shit and this is what happens when you go through something and you just want to you want to talk about it you want to sing about it and uh Pues sí, por eso le pusimos La Santa Cecilia, pero it's coming from an album like Amar y Vivir, que es un, es un disco muy tradicional. And what? I don't know. It's sad. You know, sad, like we've yeah, gone through sad. some stuff, man. You know, like... Uh, life. Like we've gone through life. Yeah, it's like 12 years of being a band. And how do you like... One day you wake up and you're like, I'm not shiny and new anymore. And my my the way that I see life or the way that I see the music business is not the same. I'm not the same bright-eyed, wide-eyed girl or band that we used to be. So, But I think that que nuestra fuerza siempre ha sido de escribir desde un lugar que es honesto y desde un lugar que es pues de la vida misma. Entonces, I feel like this song is very bittersweet, but also very hopeful. And no sé... Don't leave me hanging over here. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I else? think that like uh, it's it's weird. I, I mean, we were talking to a friend of ours, uh, Felix Grontero from from NPR, and he was we were talking to him about the album. And uh, one of the things that I found really interesting was that on um, Amari Vivid, we we it was like a, there's even like in the in the promo package there was a like a a, fa a letter to my father thanking him like oh man like thank you for giving me a Julio Jaramillo record when I was 12 years old and for buying me Bongo and for and telling me like oh this is these are the great artists you need to listen to and stuff and so that uh, Amari Vivido was like the legacy of of our parents and what they gave to us and and so that was a huge deal for us right and then on this album La Santa Cecilia Alex Marisol and myself lost our fathers in less than like 10 months so back to back it just happened right so it's yeah. like they gave us that tradition and then and then like it was gone right so then that then we kind of self-titled the album because it's like a, a new beginning as well you know like something completely different something completely new 
but it's it's also it's also not because it's so part of the dna of the band you know what i mean like since the beginning if if people remember going to the the sh- the first shows and the first records it's always been about mixing genres about singing in english and in spanish about representing what it's like to be a bicultural person in the city of los angeles and and beyond the city of los angeles so i think it's 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 very much like returning to the beginning of the band but in a completely new way in the sense that it's all in english i mean we've always yeah. mixed it so it's kind of you know yeah. interesting and in you have some spanish in there you have some words i feel spanish, like, like, yeah. like yeah like the language of la santa cecilia still comes out like se oye todavía aunque la canción sea la mejor en inglés este que se oye el acordeón se oye right, right. Eh, la cumbia like todavía está ahí nuestra nuestra raíz It's o la damn. esencia de lo que somos mm-hmm. you know it's just in english but that's that's how that's how it is you know like some days you're like all in english and some days you're right. in spanish and some days you're in spanglish well there's yeah, been that totally. journey that you guys have <laughs> gone through like you were saying at the beginning you know where when you guys started to where you guys are at now but there's been some pretty pivotal characters in your career and sebastian who is in the house one of your producers yeah. who helped out with We getting you, you guys to uh, a grammy Right, you guys yeah. actually won the Grammy in For when was that in 2014? Uh huh. Yeah. So but we got a, we had gotten a we we did our first record uh, with him. The Nochecitas, right? Mm-hmm. La Negra got nominated for Best Tropical Song, right? <laughs> and the Latin Grammys. And we're like, what the love fuck? The like a tropical song. We in Puerto Rican and shit. You know? That was awesome. Though. Yeah, it was cool. And so. <laughs> We were like, I don't know who we were, like with Willy Colon or some shit. It was really weird. <laughs> con Gilberto Santa Rosa. Gilberto Santa Rosa, este, Ruben Blades and sí, shit. And it was, was like, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> hey, but you it guys was great. Are there. It That's was great. what it's about. And it's crazy because we've gotten like all these nominations in like all these different categories. Like it's just been all over the place, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. It's pretty fun, you know? Well, it, it's tough to put you guys into that one little box, you know, because there's is. so many different genres, so many different styles. I remember the first time that um, I interviewed La Santa Cecilia. It was for, for my TV show, Te Para Tres. And we the first day that we recorded with you guys, we went to Sebastián Cris. He's here. He probably yeah, will not a- want to raise his hands because he's very humble. Pero, Sebastián, where are you? He's hiding. Over there! Amazing producer and human being. But um, we were recording at his studio. And I walk in and Sebastián was so serious and i was so <laughs> intimidated by sebastian but we had such a beautiful conversation too. <laughs> you too you know he's been such a pivotal part of your career as la santa cecilia how has he shaped your sound pues a sebastian lo conocimos around the cita days we were doing la cita and we did i remember we were doing like a, there was an open a bmi round table thing happening L- at let Genghis me give them Cohen. A, a background sebastian has won multiple Grammys and yeah. I believe 17 Latin Grammys as a like producer. Grammys. He's like I think the number one or the second most Grammy Award winner producer. So yeah, he's yeah. kind of like a big deal. Yeah, big so I just needed to give them a context of who we're talking about. Hell yeah. But bueno, yeah, we played this round table, and I remember we weren't even gonna make it to this round table because we 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 had just. You made forgot. the band and we forgot. <laughs> Thank you God forgot that you had a round Marisa, table with BMI? Yeah, Marisa Gastelum, you know, we, we know and love a great friend to us, uh, called us. She's like, oh, yeah, you're doing this round table, right? Like, you're coming. We're, I'm waiting for you. We're like, oh, shit, yeah, fuck, we got to go. Y llegamos ahí and, and, um, and we met Sebastian and we played. I remember it was like, 
it was a round table and we got the last the last spot because we got in late and and we were like in the middle and pero Sebastián escuchó la música we we sold our little demos and 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 he just started coming around and he was like hey I want to work with you guys and and we were like yeah right dude, this guy, like, <laughs> you know how many times I've heard that yeah you know pero pero actually no we hadn't actually we were just like yeah right you know like like we don't even know what we're what we are you know pero but it was so nice that that he you know he'd come and see us at, at La Cita he'd come and watch us play and and you know, I don't know if he really understood what we were, but I love that he was so into it and so down to to help us grow and to express ourselves and to kind of form the sound of, of course, form the sound of La Santa Cecilia. And, and, and we did Nochecitas with him. And, and I remember we said we were going to, like, we were, it was like, he was so busy. He's a busy, you know, like, record producer. And we're this band that's just trying to grow and... So I we remember, threatened them. Yeah, we're like, we're just going <laughs> to record this album, man. We're going to go in two weeks or something. Right? Yeah, we're like, we're going to go in the studio with or without you. We like, saved we money. We somebody, we're just going to go do this. And he's like, well, we're, I'm going to do this. We're going to do this. And, and we did it in like two days, right? Like in a day. Wow. A day. We recorded it in a day, yeah. And uh, we would we would like suggest things to him. Like, hey, we should try this and do that. And, and I think he had a very clear vision of like, he didn't want to change our sound too much. Like he wanted to keep, our sound as much as possible and uh and and you know he helped us a lot in, in understanding what it's like to make records and and be studio musicians and, and take our songwriting serious and stuff like that you know so i think like even on this last record we were we kept telling him like oh you're you're like the fifth member of the band because he has been throughout the majority of our recordings yeah and it's like we come in with the song ideas and some melodies and some you know whatever ideas we do have and then he just takes them to another level, you know what I mean? So it's like a, it's it's been a huge blessing for us for sure. See, sí. wow. and we yeah. love him, and and you know, like he's like, he's like the fifth member of the band, you know. Y nos peleamos también a veces, y no nos, pero hemos crecido juntos. Nos ha enseñado muchísimo, and you know, like if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right. you know. And it's sure. really important when you get to find people that you can vibe with and live with and be friends with and also create with. Without being preachy, you guys have used your platform to send a message. And there's two pivotal songs in the trajectory of La Santa Cecilia. There's El Hielo. Do you guys remember that song with that beautiful video that talks about immigration? And now there's um, I've Been Thinking, which obviously talks about the passing of your parents. Is that a perfect example of how therapeutical music can be? Yes, mm -hmm. even though sometimes you don't know that it's therapy, but yes, because when we were writing songs for 30 Dias, uh, we talked about wanting to write a song that spoke about what was going on with us because we were signing with uh, with Universal Latino. We were getting asked to play South by Southwest. We were, you know, being able to play in San Antonio and Colorado, or, and and not all of us had the like proper documentation to travel entonces este pepe was undocumented at the time so it was a risk you know to go out not just to like chase your dreams and to go out but like truly like for him to go out and risk himself to go to san antonio to go to austin to go to south by southwest to do shows like this entonces sentimos yo creo que en ese momento que teníamos que talk about the elephant in the room and what we were living as a band, as a group, and what our bandmate was going through, seeing his dreams like... So like, close yet so far away. Yeah, you know? 
So we wrote that song and it felt like that, you know? It was such a crazy moment during those those days, you know, because I was in the back of my head or somewhere in my head I was I was like, you know what? Should I just like step out of the band and and let them go on with their dreams, you know, because it was it felt like I was holding some someone back. And it's unfortunate that we live in this country where, you know, you're here to to fulfill your dreams and everything and it's y algo te está deteniendo. And it's kids like me, and it's, it wasn't only myself. It was so many, 11 million, you know, que estábamos en la misma situación, that we were on the same situation. And that's how we realized that it's unfortunate as Latinos, as as kids of, of parents that were undocumented, to carry on with this, you know, because it wasn't only myself, it was our parents our deals someone in some kind of way had dealt with a coyote or dealt with like immigration i mean now that i, I can thank the band you know that we all stuck together and we were all like yeah pepe you got we got to continue on with the dream and and here we are and i think it's one of these things that we just can't forget though that that there's still kids in cages and it's 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 so sad with our administration right now that you know, we're we're we all come from different places. We all deserve to fulfill our dreams. But it was <clears throat> it was it was probably the one of the most powerful moments I think for the band when when we actually we sat down with Claudia Brandt, the songwriter, and and we started talking about what we were what Pep is talking about, and and uh, and man, the song came out fast. Like it came out fast, and I think what everyone in the band being an immigrant or dealing with immigration or like Pepe said, having a phone call at two o'clock in the morning. No, que el coyote tiene tu tío, tenemos que ir por él en, en San Isidro y tenemos que pagar dos mil dólares. Like, it just becomes so normal. Like, you don't even think about that being a, an issue or it just, it's just such a normal thing to experience as an immigrant or a child of an immigrant. And so when we wrote the song, it just like, I remember we wrote and we were, everyone was crying in the room. Like, every, we were just in tears, like, and we realized that in that moment that something really powerful had happened. And we were scared to to put it out because it was our debut album on, on Universal right. Latino. And we were like, fuck, like, we're coming out with this album. Are we going to come out with this, like, very political kind of, like, heavy statement? or And, and also, like, you know, that was going to put Pepe in, in the limelight in terms of, you know, people were going to find out about his situation. So it was even double scary for us to, to put the song out. But... It really changed everything for us, really. Yeah. And, and it taught us the power of sharing your story, no? of using music, yeah, like as therapy, to let go of, to let, to share your feelings, to share your story, and, 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 and also in a way to connect with other people that are going through the same thing. And that's something that a, a song like El Yellow has taught us, and it still does. And even though it's harder to sing now because of how things have become even worse and you feel impotent, but you travel to a city like San Antonio or you travel to North Carolina and you meet people that are out there working, that are out there fighting, that are that are lawyers, that are organizers, that are working um, at, at, at places that are trying to help these people. So you remember that, that your voice is important and that you have to continue to stand your ground and to speak your voice as hard and as as difficult as the times may be right now you know because i know i, I don't know about you but i i feel like shit. i feel impotent i feel angry i feel scared too you know in the times that we live in and 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 the administration that we're under no 
well, you guys are in a very important moment in time, and your music is definitely crossing boundaries. How do you see your music kind of transcending the generations and the cultures? You know, maybe to the younger people as well as to the older generation that, you know, the tios and the tias and the parents Man, and the we, grandfathers. We saw it from the, from the beginning. Like, we'd get, like, little kids coming up, you know, not little kids, but they were, like, you know, 14, 15, and they'd be like, my mom showed me your music and I really like it and, and I just want to say thank you and my, and my mom wants to say hi can she take a picture and it was like and it was like that like it, it still happens all the time all like the time. all the time abuelitos and kids and parents and everybody shows up to the show so it's like we don't really have a specific demographic. It's like all over the place sometimes. You well, know? man, I've been at KCRW for <laughs> three years. And, um, and, and hey, I remember, bro. Yeah, I know, I know. We all remember. Oh, who, if, if it's for me, I'm not um, here. Hello. 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 Hi. Do, do, do. We're sorry. You have reached oh, the number that has been up. disconnected. <laughs> no, but you, you, I've played a chingo of artists over the years on KCRW. And for my mom to gravitate to one artist, the first artist that she ever gravitated, because she listens to the station and my show in particular, but the first artist that she <laughs> that she gravitated to was La Santa Cecilia. Like oh, she yeah. was mesmerized by you guys. Oh. She goes, I want to meet Marisol. I want to meet Oso. I want to meet Pepe. I want to meet, you know, Alex. I love and, your mom. Yeah, she's, she's so she, yeah, Your mom's really nice. <laughs> so she yeah. took me like to, like, you got to take me to their show. I, I made this like little, you know, <laughs> blanket know. for her she, little one. And she her, made a little, a little mañanita. Your yeah. mom made a mañanita, a beautiful pink mañanita for my daughter that I love. Oh. And I still keep, okay? Because that was the sweetest thing. Do your mom, you know, like. That's the best that we can, that our music can be shared between you and your mom. And, yeah. you know, and, and as strange as we feel sometimes, because I feel like sometimes we're out of place, but when we get to see the crowd and we see, you know, cabecitas blancas, arruguitas, jóvenes, you know, that's like, that's it, man. Like we get to share with, you know, with different generations and hopefully they're sharing us and, and, and we can connect and play music for everyone. Eso es lo más bonito porque para mí los momentos más bonitos han sido los que comparto con mi familia en la música, right? Whether you're dancing on Thanksgiving or you're dancing en, la, en, en, en Nochebuena, después de la cena, estás con tu familia en los momentos donde está la música y tus seres queridos, you know? So to me, that's like the best, man. You know, we're not ageist in this band. We're like all inclusive in every sense of the word of age, uh, uh, color, race. Thank you. But but we love that you even like poke jabs at like the younger generation in social media with winning on the new album, which is yeah. such a fun song. Can I just say that Here you guys owe me royalties because what? the first, <laughs> the first. Oh, they know it. Nos they cachaste. Know. <laughs> what happened? What Have happened? You, if you guys haven't heard the new album, La Santa Cecilia, there's a song in there called Winning that talks about social media. And the very first phrase of the song. <laughs> what is it? Says. I wear rainbows as skirts. <laughs> that was you? That was me! Yeah. <laughs> so they, oh, what they shit. did, well, you explain what you did. You explain what you did. No, well, we just, you know, we went online and, and, and you know, we were with Sebastian and we're like, let's go, let's, you know, let's just write a song off what we're watching on social media. And you had post, you had just posted a photo about yourself in a rainbow skirt, which, by the way, I totally loved and liked. I, was I thought it was wear so it cute. Yeah. I you should have. Do you like it I haven't been able to find a rainbow skirt. You know, like I want. I will one. send you all the info este. on my rainbow skirt. 
And so we, we decided to open with that, where I wear rainbows as skirts, you know? And I love that. So I'm like, listen, Sebastian had kind of told me. He's like, oh, you know, we're doing this, and you might have. Just a heads up. You know, but I didn't know what it was. And then I'm listening to the album, and I hear winning, and the very first phrase says, I wear rainbows as skirts. And I'm like, that's me! <laughs> She told me right away, because I wanted to play the song, then I was going through the lyrics, I'm like, Ooh, there's a couple of naughty words in the song. I can't believe. <laughs> But then Sebastian came through. I go, Sebastian, I need a radio edit, you know, because there's a. <laughs> and he But, immediately yeah, came. I've been through, looking so. for the cre for my names on the credits, and I can't find it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Check is in the mail, as they say. Right? I'll keep <laughs> waiting. <laughs> Give it up for La Santa Cecilia, yeah. everybody. Thanks. We gotta go. This Thank you. So. We will open up the floor in a little bit for uh, some questions from this beautiful audience. But for every artist that we have here at room number seven, we have Las Siete Preguntas. So Las these are going to be preguntas. rapid fire. Oh. Oh. So don't think about oh. it too much. Oh. But. <laughs> oh, damn. You want to start, Billy? No estoy pensando. Okay. Oh. Okay. So, Shoot. yeah, don't think about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> What is your pre show ritual? Algo que creas que te da suerte, así, mezcal. antes del escenario. Mezcal. 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 Okay. mezcal. mezcal. Okay. Every time. Totally. Every right. time. ¿Y por qué? We love Porque mezcal. el mezcal <laughs> es pura vida, oye. <laughs> that's, our, that's our ritual. We don't do prayers or anything. We just cheers with mezcal and, and we go for it. But it's cool that tonight it's been Jack Daniel, so thank hey, you for today, changing yeah, it up a little bit. Hey, today, yeah, but today está chido, yeah. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. We like Jack. Uh, okay, so the first album that you bought, borrowed, Maybe stole. First album, Whitney Houston. I got it at the warehouse. It was an LP. It was the peach one. And it was the song Greatest Love of All. And that shit was like blew my mind as a kid. I think I was like eight. And I saved my money for this LP and got it at the warehouse. I bought uh, at the mall. Moonflower by Santana. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it, was a it was a double album. Watch wow. You just stepped it up a couple Perdón. levels. I know it. Right. Damn, sorry. Poo on your Whitney. <laughs> hey, Whitney's awesome. Los yeah. cadetes de Linares, pistoleros famosos. Of course. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh. Yeah. No, See, I, I yeah. love that question because every time we ask that question, the band just has like, everybody has such a different taste. And then, then you're like, How did you all get together? <laughs> you should go on the road with us and see the, the fighting of fight a radio. radio. <laughs> Is that an invitation? We'll go. Vamos. Vamos. Oh, the band's man. ready, right? Come on the road. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, everybody, let's bring, go. Bring your own playlist. <laughs> get ready to get <laughs> shut down by Oslo. <laughs> 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 we lose. We lose. We're all lose. <laughs> Okay, who is your musical crush and why? And this could be a woman, a man, dead, alive, whatever. Musical crush. And it could be because you like them physically or you just like love how they write or sing or play an instrument. Damn. ¿Sabes qué? Ahorita sí, como está así bien flash, I came to my friend Guido's house who lives like across the street and he was showing me Luis Enrique y C4 trio. Mm -hmm. And that is so beautiful. We're yeah, actually interviewing him on, in, on Friday. Oh, yeah, they're going to be an upcoming guest. Lucky. Billy oh, he's so oh, good nice. and a great songwriter. He, pues, está bien guapo. And he's sexy. Muy guapo. Muy guapo. Totally. That's a good one. Luis Enrique. Damn. Even I can appreciate how guapo he is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Guido. <laughs> I, I've always had a crush on uh, Alicia Keys, bro. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah. I think gorgeous. everyone has a crush on yeah, Alicia Keys. Yeah, I know. Uh, 
She's gorgeous. I can include myself in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's. Yeah. Well, I had a crush on Whitney Houston for a long time, man. I saw, I saw, I saw a bodyguard, and I was like, man, I want to be a bodyguard. <laughs> Forget the base. Kevin Costner will be. A mí me gusta la muchacha que sale en This Is Us. ¿Cómo se llama? Mandy Moore. But it was about music. Oh, yeah. She used to sing. 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 She <laughs> All right. Oh, That's great. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear the responses to this next one then. All right. If you guys can time travel to any era of music, which one would it be? Oh, man. Híjoles. I would definitely do the 70s. Bob Marley, Peter Tosh, Santana, Zeppelin, all that stuff, man. You know what I mean? For me. To the time where I can see Jose Alfredo Jimenez, Chabela Vargas, Lucha Villa, and Tintan. Like that time, 40s, 50s, maybe? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 80s, Los Bukis. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you were born in the 80s. Uh, <laughs> you can still see Marco Antonio Solis. That's no problem. Hey, I, I, you can still you see him, bro. <laughs> you were alive, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you, were, you can you were still alive. see him. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. The present. Oh, <laughs> I guess I would say the 50s, man. Elvis Presley, you know, the rock and roll, man. Like, you know, the guitar, all the guitar, the, all the stuff was my favorite. Nice. Yeah. You can still play now, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any good backstage anecdote, and it could be about you as a band or like you backstage with at a festival where you saw someone else or another band like going crazy. Just like any backstage oh, anecdote. Man, take well, us take us there with you. There's a there's a there's a one rule in this band. The only rule in this band is if we're going to be in a green room together and there's a bathroom, don't shit in the bathroom. Okay? We're always there before the hall, the doors open. Go to the hall and shit in the multiple shitters there, please. Okay? That's the only... That's the only, so That's the only there's only one rule? bathroom here, guys, so the fucking rule applies here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no shitting in Jack or Ginger's bathroom. <laughs> Marisol has spoken. I can imagine you're the one who set that rule. A huevo. <laughs> okay, all right. So, wow. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I won't go poop. Yeah, right, you, know, you don't want to do that, bro. No, I don't want to do that now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're here at room number seven having whiskey drinks. <laughs> and by the way, the menu is on point with all your song titles. Yes. It's really, really good. Um, is there anybody dead or alive that you would love to go have a drink with? Oh, man. Of course. When? Well, I mean, of course, my dad, you know? Like, I miss that guy. Yeah. I only lost him in February and... Con él me eché unas borracheras hermosas. Yeah, I, I think all, I think all of us want to get drunk with their dad again. Actually, yeah, that, that, he was he was something else. He was a character, man. That guy was like. Everyone he, wants to get drunk with my dad. Yeah, he, like everyone wants to get like, drunk with my dad. He had he, <laughs> he had, had like, with us. He had 
he had stories that you would yeah. not it was have you seen what's that movie big fish yeah, or, big, big fish. fish yeah where at the end they all come to the funeral uh-huh. and then it, yeah. everyone's like oh shit it was true like that's how he was like you would just wow. he's like no hijo yo hablo pinche japonés italiano <laughs> and i'm like dude shut the fuck up we're drunk like, shut up dude right and then and then all of a sudden he'd be speaking japanese to somebody you're like oh shit like you know what i mean like what the hell I actually, when, when we shot the Para Tres with La Santa Cecilia, as I was mentioning before, um, we went to La Plaza Alvera and I met your dad and he was so funny and he was so very proud. Pues I'm hola, sure. hola, mamita, ¿cómo estás, sí. mi nena? Sure <laughs> quiso, quiso no, ser tu novio. Like, warned me. She's like, be careful with my dad. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. But he was, and he was so proud of you. We, 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 I remember interviewing him. I was like, you know, how do you feel about your daughter? And he was just like, I'm so proud of her and what she's done. And yes, nice. yes, Thank you. yes. So, okay, so your dad. Yeah. <laughs> Think about and let us know what is your biggest hit so far? And then I'm gonna, we're going to need a volunteer from the audience. Like musical hit? Yeah, yeah. yeah your, 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 from your, your career, what is your biggest hit? Well, what do you think is the I think it's Como Dios Manda. Como okay. Dios Manda. Yeah, I feel that. like I'm on the newlywed show. What's our biggest <laughs> hit, Pepe? <laughs> are we like, are we in tune? What's our biggest hit, Alex? Oh. <laughs> yeah, Como Dios Manda. Como Dios Manda, okay. Up. Let me see if that's the right answer. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Okay, Yay. yeah. Hey. You guys got the point. We need someone from the audience. Adrian? Okay. Could you please put seven seconds, because we're in room number seven. You have seven seconds to sing Como Dios Manda as fast as okay. you can. Three, two, one, go. Quiero ver el sol caer con la luna de las estrellas. Como Dios manda las nubes con el Estar siempre contigo. That was like the effect. That? Out. that was the That was a wow. I'm not sure about that version. Hey. Jack isn't helping like <laughs> faster, you know? Well, I, I think Jack helped a lot. Though. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Before we break to the Q&A, we, we want to start a new um, tradición here at Jack Daniels room number seven. Shot. We c- it could totally be a shot. <laughs> but we would love for you guys to leave a question for the next artist that we're going to have here live. Oh, and we okay. can't tell you who it is. It just has to be whatever question you want to leave for someone else who will be here in this space with us. Next What's month. your favorite La Santa Cecilia song? Oh, <laughs> They're gonna be like, who? Who? Who's that? Who? Who's that? That's perfect. That's All awesome. Right. <laughs> and I think you guys know who it is, but we will we'll leave it yes. a surprise for now. It doesn't okay. matter. But now we know. So <laughs> we we need to write it down. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh, that's a good one. No, that's yeah. perfect. That's yeah. perfect. La pinche vanidad. Well, now we're gonna open it to oh, you guys. Yes, Q and A audience, you have the opportunity now to ask any questions, any comments, oh, any damn. anecdotes that you guys have from La Santa Cecilia. Only good. Oh, there you go. There you go. Only good ones. Only good ones. Let's go. Um, no, huge fan. Um, so I went to the um, the Walt Disney Concert Hall show, um, and I'm just curious, how do you figure out, or how do you choose what set you want to do, or how do you want the the stage to look? And obviously it's a very conscious choice, so I'm, I'm very curious, and I'm 
super excited to meet you all. So thank you for having <laughs> us and thank you for being here. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm really curious and and I really want to know what inspires you all to kind of do this. Um, well, when it comes to the shows, uh, you know I'm I'm like the the band secretary and human copy machine. So I'm always the one at the last minute, like. I know professional bands like have a set list made and they just print it out and add the date and and sometimes I find myself like, ah, oh, like no, we need to change a song or we need to put this or that or what you know you wanna so I always most of the time end up writing the set list and then writing seven set lists, you know like on standards graph paper. on paper on you know graph on paper like oh and look at that yeah, or napkins or whatever, you know, and I don't know, it's just, uh, I feel like it's something that we like to do, even if it's sometimes it's like the the set is very similar, it just gives me something to say, like, we wrote, we, we made the set list, we figured, okay, this is what's going on, and and um, and when it comes to the stage, like the Walt Disney Concert Hall, with whenever we get invited to spaces like the Walt Disney Concert Hall, it's always very important to us to be able to to take the the audience on a ride and to share our culture and who we are. And I think the last Walt Disney Concert Hall show we had, it was like Dia de los Muertos and we had calaveras and we invited our friend, yeah, our friend Carlos Soltero to make the, to, to bring his big calaveras and he made this gigantic calavera of me. And, and the people at the Walt Disney Concert Hall were like, what the fuck, what are we gonna do? We don't have, uh, we don't have permits for this shit. <laughs> But we made it work, and uh, and Kuko was supposed to play that night, and he was in an accident. Thankfully, he was safe and everything. But um, they they asked us if we were thinking of bringing any guests, and and right away we thought about um, el grupo de maqueos, que es un grupo estudiantil de aquí de Koreatown, and they're all chavos, they're kids from kids to teenagers, um, and they're playing Oaxacan music, música de viento. Pepe es amigo de ellos y nos conectó. And we thought we need to take advantage and connect uh, an organization like Maqueo's Music with the Walt Disney Concert Hall in hopes that they get to see them and that we can make build more bridges between community and, and, and spaces like the Walt Disney Concert Hall, you know? So, con intención y con mucho amor, you know? Siempre. Very cool. Sí. <laughs> I, I have an easy question, hopefully. Where can you get the best tackles in L.A.? The best tacos in LA, I think, is uh, hands down for us Sonora Town, yo. Woo. Sonora Town. It's That's, all about Sonora Town. Yeah. It sucks because now everyone knows, so now there's just lines all the time. Pero bueno. They're valen la pena. Están bien ricos. What's your, your favorite place that you've performed at? Right here, right now. Woo! There you go. <laughs> Porque estoy en buena compañía, mira, con ustedes, con Pili, con Raúl, con Jack, con, con Guiro, con Alegra, con todos ustedes. Because we're all here right now, you know. Quién sabe mañana dónde vayamos a estar, pero ahorita estamos aquí, vivitos y coleando. Muchas gracias a Pili y Raúl. Gracias a aquel espacio, room number seven. Y la Santa Cecilia. La verdad que nos llenan de mucho, mucho orgullo aquí en Los Ángeles, estamos haciendo historia y la verdad escuchándolos, eh, cómo integran a la comunidad en sus conciertos, cómo están haciendo eh, para todos nosotros como inmigrantes, están alzando la voz, muchas gracias. Pero en este momento me gustaría preguntarles, ¿cuál sería la siguiente colaboración de la Santa Cecilia y alguna colaboración de ensueño? 
Any collaborations that you guys are like cooking right now? Damn, I don't know, man. I haven't thought of anybody that I want to Are you serious, right? bro? You know what? I, lately, I haven't. Lately, I haven't. What can I say? Okay, I'm going to tell you the ones that also tell me that, that he can't think of right oh, now. Oh, I can't think of right uh, Juan Luis Guerra. Um, Mandy Moore, tú quieres okay, colaborar con Mandy Moore. Pepe quiere colaborar con Mandy Moore. Someone oh, said Jack White once. You know what? Uh, el recodo. Con banda el recodo. No, yo creo que todos, todos nos, nos gusta de todo, and we're always we're open to to experiment with musicians, with with artists that we love, that we admire, and also artists that, that we don't know. Entonces. Y lo bueno de, de que hacer música es que the sky's the limit, ¿no? Cual, en la música te puedes encontrar con, like we've, like we've been able to sing with Elvis Costello or with The Roots or with Eugenia León. Um, y eso yo creo que es la magia de la música, que te puede conectar con gentes de otro camino y de, otras, de otros estilos musicales, you know? Yeah. Pero we'll see what, what the next collaboration is. Okay. Right, now, right now we started, actually we started a fan club called Rucos for Cuco, so we're... We're big, oh, we're big yes. fans of Cuco's new album. Yeah, that's yes. That's, I we love played, Cuco. We played with them in El Paso for this uh, El Paso Firme, and we we were like geeking out on. We're like, oh, we're all fanning out on it. Like, it was funny, man. You're Cuco Puffs. Cuco yes. for Cuco Puffs. Yeah. Somos rucos for Cuco. <laughs> the man of the hour, Sebastián, oh. has a question. So money sold. Oh, Sebastián. Uh, wrong. No. Okay, so so I've I've <laughs> recorded kidding. I've recorded pretty much every note that that you've sung. Aww. So what what goes on in yourself when you're singing? Like what happens internally when you're singing? Well, you've seen it. No, I, I don't know. I don't, listen, <laughs> I, I just sit there. You. I just sit there and drink coffee and cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you gonna mansplain for me right now, cabron? <laughs> no, I I, su I suggested if I should mansplain for that. <laughs> no, but but I, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious what goes on in, in your soul, like in your in yourself. What happens when you sing? I mean, most of the time when we're recording, I end up like cry singing everything, and you know that you gotta like. No, I know. Not <laughs> not use all that cry singing, pero pues es que. No sé, yo siento que vuelvo a vivir o que estoy viviendo lo que estamos cantando en ese momento. And that's why most of the time I always end up crying and screaming. And then you gotta tell me like, hey, focus. <laughs> Because I just become a ball of, of sentimientos. Y a veces no los puedo controlar, pero lo bueno es de que trabajamos juntos tú y yo y, 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 y por ahí encontramos lo más look at massive what what the best i don't know like what you can hear that is not like so fucked up and and crying or no say but i'm just no say i just i feel i feel i'm feeling it you know what else can i say about that yeah. <laughs> that was probably the deepest question we've had at room number seven of, of hey. any of our guests thank you raul and pili for the invitation and I think, Marisol, you posed the question that you want to leave for the next artist, but I want to ask the band, what's your favorite Santa Cecilia song to, to perform and sing? My favorite Santa Cecilia song to perform and sing right now? 
um, for me is a thousand times and it's a song off the new album and because I feel that I've been I've been I, I I'm blessed to be able to do what I love y de hacer de realizar mis sueños pero eso no quiere decir que en mi vida cotidiana que en mi vida normal este I don't feel sometimes like I've been chewed up and spit out by life and I feel like I'm gonna be making mistakes I'm gonna keep making mistakes I'm growing I'm gonna feel down and sometimes you gotta get down to get high you know so uh, that song a uh, thousand times is what what I love to sing right now because it's real it's how I feel a veces I'm down and out but I'm still so hopeful and with the energy to get up and and keep going you know well there's two but that that i don't we i think maybe we've played them once and one's caminante nocturno and then uh because we when when you were recording the the demo for that we were crying because we were like thinking about it's kind of like about leaving your partner and having to go out and work and and the kind of like the life we lived and and leaving them behind constantly and stuff like that so that song is beautiful, and then also um, uh, "Here We Go Again." I think this it's a it's a song that uh, uh, someone told me a story about this connection with that song, and I was like, "Wow, crazy!" I remember when you wrote that song too in in the desert and stuff. So that yeah, I think "Caminante Nocturno" and and "Here We Go Again" the songs that that I mean we don't play, but they're beautiful. Uh, for me, my favorite song is "I've Been Thinking." It's I can't compare it with um, Como Dios Manda. It's one of these powerful songs that that are so simple but carry on such like deep, deep, deep inside soul, like with the lyrics and everything. So I've been thinking. Alex, tú has hablado mucho, ah, cabrón. Dude. You're gonna have to like, end this show, man. You have man. not stopped all night, dude. Like I can't even get a hey, word. Don't get into me started now. I'm gonna say uh, one one song off our new record, which is called Dream. Because it just reminds me how we just, you know, we've been together for this long and, and we just keep the dream going, man. You know, we just keep creating, keep growing as people. And it's about keeping your dreams alive, you know, no matter what you want to do in life, no matter what you love to do, just pursue it, you know, persevere at that and, and follow your dreams, dude. Woo! Everybody, please, gran aplausos para la Santa Cecilia, right here at room number seven. Gracias, Pili. Thank you guys all so much Thank for you. coming through and uh, spending some time with us and these beautiful people. And, of course, for Pili Raúl en la Música. Thank you all. Thank you. And Hombre, continue thank success. Thank you guys for all your love and support. We love you too. Once again, la Santa Cecilia, everybody. Gracias. Qué noche más mágica e inolvidable, Raúl. La verdad que la pasamos súper bien. La Santa Cecilia, LA Darlings, so amazing. By the way, you know that they have over a million streams. Wow. Yeah, so make sure to check them out and listen to them, support them. And definitely check out their new record, Self-Titled, which is so good. And talking about streams, this leads us to a very interesting statistic provided by our amigos at Nielsen. Oh yeah, that Hispanic consumers are 29% more likely to use their smartphone to listen to online music streaming services. That's awesome, and hopefully they use their smartphone as well to listen to us. For sure. Oye, and for more interesting facts like this, make sure de visitar nielsen.com slash latinos. 
Gracias for checking out our podcast. Hey, and special thanks to Ulises El Licenciado Lozano for our amazing theme song. Our mix and recording engineer, Mario Diaz. Our artistic director, Dak. And can't forget about our sponsors, Pili. No, Raul, United Airlines, Sure Microphones, and Jack Daniels, gracias for supporting La Musica Latina. And for more information and other episodes, be sure to subscribe to our podcast at Pili, Raul, and La Musica. Hey, make sure to tell your tía, abuelo, primas, everybody to subscribe. A todos. Bye.